We love it. And Sophie, what is the one shore excursion they should not do? Oh, the Sardine Museum. Oh my gosh. DCL Duo fans, we normally reserve these kinds of announcements for the end of the show, but I just wanted to highlight it this time around because it's just becoming increasingly important for us as we look to expand our audience. If you have not left us a review over on iTunes and you do enjoy the show, if you could please head over there and just hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts, leave us a written review. We'll read it on the air at the end of the show, but even if you don't have time for that, just hit those five stars. It really helps us out and it helps us grow our audience. And while we never want to make money off the show, we sure do want to make sure that there's lots of people out there listening so help us grow our audience by hitting those five stars over an apple podcast and you know when you're out sailing again let your friends know let the people you meet on board know that you've you know found a great podcast and a great way to keep up with disney cruise line with us so uh, it again helps us just grow our audience out there so appreciate each and every one of you out there for listening and on to the show back everybody this week's episode of the dcl duo podcast and we have not one guest not two guests we have three guests this evening that sam and i are excited to welcome onto the show i want to start by welcoming cynthia sophia and alex to the podcast welcome thank you thank you hi thank you for having us yeah, we, we are excited. So Cynthia reached out uh, as a listener of the show and was interested in coming on. And then we discovered that Cynthia had sailed quite a bit with uh, her daughters, Sophia and Alex. And so we're doing a little, it would be, I guess, better if it was at Mother's Day, but it's not. So, but we're <laughs> going to do a little mother-daughter cruising over the years show today. And we're excited to talk about that. So we have to start, though, with orienting folks to your Disney cruising background. So Cynthia, let me throw it over to you. What has been your experience sailing with Disney Cruise Line? Well, well, thank again, thank you for having us. Disney Cruise background is kind of. I grew up in Southern California, about a half an hour from the from Disneyland, and actually worked at Disneyland during high school selling popcorn, ice cream, and balloons. So Disney was always a big part uh, of our growing up experience. When my two daughters came along, there was a point in time where I was traveling alone with them as a, as a single parent, and I was looking for. A vacation idea where we could go as a family and it would be as little stress on me and trying to get from place to place, find parking, find restaurants, activities. The idea of a Disney cruise came up. And at that point, uh, Alex was 10 and Sophie was eight. And I figured that that was a good age for trying cruising. And uh, we booked our first cruise on the, in 2012, spring of 2012 on the Disney Wonder uh, out of LA and it went down to the seven day Mexican Riviera cruise. And that started our Disney cruising experience. The girls and I have been on six cruises since then. And I've been on a seventh uh, without them. My husband and I just recently went on one uh, out of San Diego without the girls. So I'm one ahead of them. And we have, <laughs> uh, or we have five scheduled for the next time period. We've got a back-to-back coming up in on Christmas Eve out of Orlando on the dream. And Sophie wanted to go on the wish for her high school graduation. So we're doing that in June. And then I have six day in March of 2023 out of New Orleans schedule. So that is awesome. That's our schedule. And we've done Mexico. We've done the entire Caribbean. It's we've done uh, done everything but Alaska and Europe. Well, actually, we did the uh, frozen cruise in Norway 
Uh, and actually, I think, Sam and Brian, we were on the 11 day with you in uh, 2019. Oh, the 2019. That's our favorite cruise. <laughs> yes, that's by far our favorite cruise. Well, my favorite cruise. I'll let the girls speak for themselves. But that was that was a great mm-hmm. cruise. So you guys have been cruising over over the course of nine years now as the girls have grown up from eight and 10 to, what is that? 18 and 20. Wow. Yeah, yeah just turned 20 a couple weeks ago. I never <laughs> thought about it like that. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> and Alex, you as a 20-year-old still want to cruise on Disney Cruise Line? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've always loved Disney and... I've always had like, there's always been something for me to do over the past nine years. Uh, and like, I don't ever see myself finding some like getting bored going on a Disney cruise. Well, that was going to be my question for Alex and Sophia to start was just, were you, I mean, were you Disney hooked when you were or Disney obsessed when you were kids? I think me more so than Sophie. And I still am actually. It's uh, I'm planning to in the future do the college program in the next like year or two. So I've 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 definitely still like held on to that as I've grown up. And that's what I really love about the Disney cruising is Disney, uh, just like as a whole, and like all the characters and all the experiences that they offer that are like very unique to the brand. Uh, it's just what I've loved. And Sophie, what about you? I would say definitely Alex more than me. I think just because growing up, it was always like her thing that she was so into. And so like, I didn't need to be because she knew everything. And she was like, more interested in it. I, I think for me, I always like liked Disney because it was always like there and a part of my life. And so like, I liked going to the parks and I liked like all the rides and everything. So I think I like that aspect of Disney more than I ever got into like, characters and movies and like all that but all in all like it was still like a huge part of our childhood growing up and i think was from my point of view watching them over the years on the cruise it has been interesting to watch they've gone down two completely different avenues on the cruise we never see sophie from the first cruise to the most recent cruise she gets on and she's gone <laughs> to the youth club act she's grown up through oceaneers I've done uh, it all. You know, vibe as she's got she still has friends that she met on cruises years ago and they keep in contact. Whereas Alex, give her a show, give her a character, give her a trivia contest, give her a movie and she's happy as a clam. What about cruising excites you or, or why, why did you head over to, to do Disney cruising as opposed to just going to the parks? What, what hooked you? We, can, we live close to the parks. We're about a four hour drive from the parks. So going to the, going to the parks is something we would do on a regular basis. Uh, and I still have, my parents still live a half an hour from Disneyland. So we could easily pop over to Southern California and go to the park. So that was just kind of something we did. It wasn't anything really special. So I was looking for, for you know, special in the sense it was uh, a vacation destination. It was more like, let's go for, let's go to the parks. So for I like was looking, yeah, I was looking for a vacation for the girls and I. I didn't want to have to worry about, you know, where we were going to eat. What, what hotel uh, was I going to be able to keep these two occupied, uh, knowing that they love such different things? And as a working, I and at the, at eight and ten, that was a perfect age uh, to start. I thought I thought they would appreciate it; they would remember it. Uh, I didn't have to worry about like nurseries and stuff like that. They could they were old enough to to go to the clubs on their own, uh, so it just seemed to fit, and uh, everything worked out like a charm. 
Yeah, I, I think that's the perfect age. I mean, we, we started with Nathan earlier because he's eight now, but I think this is sort of the sweet spot of enjoyment of the cruise for for him. I think when he was five and six, I'd say I don't think he enjoyed it to the level that he does now as an eight-year-old. And I think that he will continue to, hopefully, hopefully, you know, until he's 20, like Alex. Uh, But even if not, at least for the next, you know, five or six years is sort of my hope, you know, while he's still in the Oceaneers Club and maybe in the sort of vibe and edge. And obviously for for Alex and Sophie, you guys are now in the 1820 society. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you're both you're in the same group now <laughs> yeah, see, yeah so our last cruise uh, Alex wasn't quite 18 yet she had she was going to turn 18 like in a couple months so this upcoming cruise is going to be her first 18 and Alex I mean Sophie is still 17 for until March so she'll be able to do her last um, kids club basically or yeah no this is my last cruise on vibe and then the one in for my graduation. I'm going to be 18. Well, let me ask about that for a second, which is, you know, we've we've had some guests on who've had kids who've gone into the clubs, although I don't think we've ever, we've, we've only talked to maybe one or two guests who've had older kids. I'm curious what it's been like for you, Alex uh, and Sophia, you know, transitioning from going to Oceaneers Club to Edge to Vibe. Have you found along the way those clubs remain fun and engaging and and you know, a great thing or over time, have you kind of gotten like, this is just boring and it's not me and you know, that sort of thing. So what's your experience been with the, the clubs over time? Uh, so I can't really speak too much about it because I like really was never into the clubs as much as Sophie was. I just, I don't really know why it really wasn't something that interested me, interested me as much as going to like the structured activity events throughout the ship rather than the ones exclusively at the clubs. So yeah, I really never, like I went to the clubs a little bit when I was younger, but it was never really like the main thing I did, like Sophie. So Sophie, what's your experience been then? Okay, so my first cruise, I was old enough for the Oceaneers Lab, but I was too scared to go. So I never went my first cruise. And then the next year when we went, I think I kind of got like, I got more confident and I was like, I've been on a cruise. I want to go see the activities and make friends. So that was the first year I had ever been to the Oceaneers Lab. And I remember I had met a few people like around my age and every day we would meet in the Oceaneers Lab. And that was my first experience, like meeting people my age and friends on a cruise and being able to go and hang out and make memories and do activities with them. And from like that point on, I've been through every single cruise I've been in the clubs, like involved, and I've been through every single club. Yeah, I love all of them because it, I think I love them because you grow with them. It's very like tailored to the age. So like when you're eight, to, what is the Oceaneers? Like eight to 10, eight to 12? Uh, it's actually three to 12. It's oh. a big range. Okay. So three to 12. Three to 12, but it, and then it overlaps. At some and then point it you overlaps. Get to, yeah. yeah. At some point you get to choose if you want right. to go to At 11, I think you cho- you can choose to do either Oceaneers or you can go to Edge. Yeah, so that's what I did. I had been in Oceaneers. I think I was only in Oceaneers Lab for maybe one cruise, like exclusively. And the second cruise, I was signed up for Edge and Oceaneers Lab. But I noticed that I gravitated a lot more towards Edge. I don't know if that was because of my age and Oceaneers Lab being such a big age gap that it was kind of, I didn't want to hang out with like three-year-olds. But 
I also kind of wanted to like move up. I don't blame you. Nobody wants to hang out with (laughs) three-year-olds. I also like, it's, it's kind of cool like moving into the edge because you don't have to like check in at the desk with the people every time you can just kind of come and go. So it's a new sense of like freedom and adultness in a way. Um, The activities grow up with you. I noticed we did a lot more of like less arts and crafts and character appearances. And then it was more just like a hangout and video games. Same with Edge. I mean, same with Vibe. Edge and Vibe are very similar. It's really just the difference is tweens and teenagers. And when we were cruising, the when they were in the club, when Sophie's in the club, the only rule we had basically on the cruise for Sophie was be back for dinner. Be back for dinner. We we would always have uh, together, and she, and that was the time to check in. And she was good about it. Often she would bring a friend with her to dinner. We'd bring strays along, with and her. yeah, she brings strays along. <laughs> we we go back to the room, and they'd be having a chicken finger and High School Musical viewing party in the in the stateroom. Oh yeah, my mom got the whole. I'm so surprised she put up with the whole act, like the whole just activities that me and my friends were up to. They they're good kids, and yeah. like I said, she still keeps. It in was contact. never anything bad. It was never anything bad. It was just fun. They she still keeps in contact with some, and we had we've had her friends come visit us here, and she's gone and visited them in you know, Atlanta and places like that, and so yeah, it's been good. I want to I want to ask you a question about sort of the freedom that you had, Sophie, on the ship versus the kind of freedom you had at home as a as a tween. And then as a young teenager, now you're an older teenager. I, I'm imagining you had a lot more freedom on the ship than you do at home as far as, you know, just all you had to do is you know be be home for dinner, essentially. Um, yeah, I would say so. I feel like because my whole philosophy, I think how I looked at it and how I my parents looked at it too was we're on a boat in the middle of the ocean. There's like, like surrounded by like staff members and people. There is not much that we could possibly do. (laughs) That's like really awful. And as like, I had a curfew every night. So I I was in the room before like midnight 1am. So I wasn't like running around the ship at 3am. But I mean, I got, I felt like I got a lot of freedom to like, kind of pick what I wanted to do. And I mean, as long as I was there for dinner and present with my family, I think they were pretty okay with letting me roam around and make friends. I figured there wasn't far she could go. Yeah. <laughs> well, the worst that the worst that would happen is she'd run into the room at midnight and order eight dishes of chicken fingers and fries, and they'd all sit out in the hallway and eat chicken chicken fingers and fries. And I would just every once in a while Hear it. pop my head out and say, "Just keep it down a little bit." But that was the worst. And, and Al, or Alex and I would just go off and go watch a show or go to a movie or go row the ship. So we were good. Well, if we cruise with you guys ever, I'm going to be right there with Alex and Cynthia uh, going to every show and all the and the trivias and the activities. That's that's the way I cruise, too. So, yeah. And I want to be in the uh, the teen club with the video game pod. So, yeah, or he wants to be, you know, <laughs> sitting. he wants to be by the adults only pool reading a book. <laughs> I was going to say, Alex has had some really neat experiences with the, the theater people. Uh, and that's her her area of uh, expertise is theater and the technical and the, the acting part. And I'll let her tell you a couple of things. She had some great experiences. She got to you know, sit with the technical people and she had a private tour. on, And she can talk about that. But those are the experiences she's had and come away with great memories. Theater's my big thing. I'm minoring in theater now. 
so I always loved the shows and the ship because they were just, they were just great. Like the co- costumes, lighting sets, like everything were beautiful about the, these shows. And on the 11 day was the first time I saw the like retooled Aladdin on the ship. And that one was different too, because that day they had like three showings instead of two. So I went to the normal one that like would work with the dinner time. And I was like, this is great. I'm going to go see it a second time. I love this. Having a great time. And yeah, that was really good. And afterwards, I think we were talking to our cruise director. And I mentioned, you know, I love the show so much. I saw it twice last night. And he's like, oh, well, we're actually going to have a like a special presentation for our gold castaway members the upcoming days uh, where we're and it's gonna be like a behind the scenes sort of thing. I was like, that's incredible. And I would love to come to that. We went and it was exclusively for the gold, golden up castaway. And I sat originally I sat next to the sound booth. And I think my mom said something about, oh, like, I don't remember the cast member's name, but it was like, oh, we're here to watch you. And he's like, oh, do you want to come inside and like sit in the booth and watch from the booth? I was like, yeah, of course I would. So I um, I got to talk to him about like his experience working in tech theater on the ship and just in general with with Disney. Uh, and it was really cool because they like reperformed, like they did a, like a reprise of Friend Like Me and they they did like an open transition so where you could hear the the calm over the uh, over the entire theater so you were hearing what the technicians were saying to each other as they did this like really big set transition out of friend like me so it was really really interesting to see that especially coming from somebody who had who had seen the show a couple times as like an audience member then to watch it technically was really really cool we were at that same event as you guys were We were not goals at the time, but a friend that was sailing with us was platinum. And so we were able to go to that presentation as well. We, I was, we were not sitting in the sound booth. So you definitely got the sort of creme de la creme experience, but I totally agree as a, as someone who did theater in my past, I loved seeing how they did that transition, the set changes and, and hearing all of the communication going on between the folks. I think that's great. A great experience. Apparently, they do that only on some of these longer sort of special cruises. They don't really do that on, you know, your three or four night cruise. They only do it on, you know, like a Southern Caribbean. Yeah, I was like, I was, I really loved that. It was because that was the first time uh, we had been on a cruise long enough for them to do an event like that. I really hope like to go on another long one again and see what else, what other special stuff they have. What was really nice about that experience for Alex is after we had spoken to the cruise director, I would say within a couple, maybe a couple hours, couple, three, four hours, we went back to our cabin and there was a handwritten note to Alex from the entertainment director with a handwritten invitation. Please join us. So it was a really nice touch. I mean, that's a typical Disney service, but I thought that was a very nice, nice touch. Well, we would be remiss since we've got a mother and two of her daughters here by not talking about some mother-daughter experiences on board. Let me start with uh, Sophie. Do, do you have a favorite memory sailing with your mom and your, your sister that really stands out for you? Yes, I do. Um, I have a favorite. <laughs> so like my mother said, I'm never around most of the time I'm there for dinner. I'm there, I run into them on the ship, but they do also get to see me on the ports. So 
Fun fact about me is I have always had a weird interest in horseback riding on and off throughout my 17 years of life. I have ridden horses here and there. I've worked with horses. And so when we went on Jamaica, when we were on a cruise, I think it was the 11 day. Yeah, I think it was the 11 day. When we were in Jamaica, I convinced, (laughs) I convinced my mom and my sister to do the horseback riding excursion with me. (laughs) <laughs> and, <laughs> not and, and I'm laughing because no, I'm, not. <laughs> I'm laughing because I I'm the one interested in horseback riding. My mom and my sister had absolutely no interest in doing this with me. But we did. <laughs> but they did it with me. So uh, we went on to the port and we went to the bus because it was a Disney excursion. And so we went on this like hour, hour and a half long drive through Jamaica. It was really pretty. And we got to like the edge of the island and there was just like this fa- this ranch on the beach. It was so pretty. And so we did like a whole little horseback riding trail. And I was talking to one of the people that worked there and I had told them that I rode horses. So he let me like, if you know what cantering is on a horse, he let me like canter along the beach instead of like just going on the trail. And like I went in the water and I think that's my favorite memory because it was like a big standout thing for me and something that like I love to do. And even though my sister and my mom hated it and they wouldn't admit it that they didn't want to be there, they still went with me and did it. And it was just great. Like bonding time for all three of us. All I remember was getting by the, getting bitten by the fly on the trail. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> so we, we told the, 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 the guy who was a young kid, funny guy, I said, we're done. And he, and, and he said, well, you know, Sophie's a great writer. And I said, yeah, she can have our time. So she ended up getting three times the event. Yeah, I, he just kind of let me, because he had just kind of noticed that I was confident in what I was doing. And so he kind of just let me go in the ocean a few times and like along the beach. And it was really a really good experience. It was fun to watch yeah. it from afar. Alex, what about you? Favorite memory with your mom and your sister on board? I remember in Norway. I don't remember what port it was, but I remember it was Norway. And my mom and I had got this like tickets to this hop on hop off sightseeing train that went all the way up the mountain. Beautiful train. But I remember specifically there were these two, there's this like young couple behind us. It was like probably in their like mid twenties. And I'm like 15 at this point, not even. Anyway, they are like, they have this like laptop open and they're like, okay, let's get the next one, get the next one, get the next one. And we turn around and we're like, oh, like, are you, what are you guys like doing? And they say, oh, we got this train for the free Wi-Fi. We need to download the next couple episodes of Game of Thrones so that we can watch them on the ship. (laughs) I don't know why I remember that specifically. I think that was very funny. Uh, They weren't even on the Disney cruise. I think they were on like the Norwegian cruise line ship, but it was just so funny because I was like, yeah, priorities. I get that. I get that. (laughs) I mean, Game of Thrones was a really good show, so I understand. And this was like, this was like height of Game of Thrones too. This was like 2015. (laughs) Cynthia, I think it's your turn. Do you have a favorite memory with your daughters on, on board one of the cruises? I think, although my favorite cruise was the 11 day for the length and all the different ports, the most beautiful cruise we went on was the one Alex was talking about was the a frozen Norwegian fjords cruise out of Copenhagen. And we were on the inaugural cruise for that. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. So from a memory point of view, that was my, my absolute favorite cruise. But for a point of view from sailing or sailing with my daughters, lived in Europe and gone to school in Europe. And so I always wanted to take them uh, to see as much of Europe as possible. 
Uh, and we actually were supposed to have been in Alaska on the Alaskan cruise. But as the two of you might understand, uh, the cruise got delayed or canceled because I had a trial start. And we moved it. We moved it a year. That's the year that they opened up the Copenhagen, the, the fjords cruise. I asked the girls if they would rather do that than Alaska. So from a memory point of view, just going on that cruise and showing them all the different places, showing them Europe and all the beautiful ports and the little towns, that cruise for me holds the most fond memories of just spending time with my girls and, and watching them in this wonderful environment. That's awesome. We are doing the Norwegian fjords. It's a little bit different probably than the itinerary you all did because ours leaves out of Dover and ends in Dover, not out of Copenhagen. But I'm sure it, it probably hit some of the some of the spots that yours did. And we're very excited for that. We love it. And Sophie, what is the one shore excursion they should not do? Oh, the Sardine Museum. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what port was that? I don't re- I don't remember. Do you want to hear the story? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. so absolutely with a lead in like that. <laughs> oh, okay. So on our Norwegian cruise, we it was it was a really one of the last ports. It was a really small port. We didn't have any sort of excursion planned. Let me just put this into perspective. The day we went was, it was, we took this cruise in 20. Uh, Was that 19? 2018. We took, we were, we did the cruise in 2018. And the day that we went was the grand opening of their first and only Starbucks. Oh, 2015. Oh my God. 2015. Yeah. So they had like just opened like their only Starbucks. So it was a very like small port and um, very touristy. And so we didn't have any tickets for anything. And so my mom booked like a tour. A, uh, it was a Disney like excursion. She didn't only really think that was available. Only thing that was available. I wonder why. Didn't really look too much into it. And so we went on this excursion and it was like fine at first. We were just kind of driving throughout the little village town. And then we pulled up to this building that was a um, old abandoned sardine manufacturing museum. And so we get into this museum. (laughs) (laughs) So we're in this, so we get to this sardine museum and and this guy's there and he just starts going off about the history of sardines and what it had to do with the history of the town and how this building was an old sardine manufacturing thing. And then he took packaging place and then he took us on an entire tour and explained exactly what they were doing and where they were doing it and how everything worked. And for like two and a half hours, this guy talked about sardines. And that's all we did all day, sardines. I just remember there's, I remember there's this old sardine canning machine that was there. And he was like proudly boasting. I was like, oh, I'm one of like three people in the entire world who's licensed to use this machine. It's like, (laughs) okay. Very cool, King. Very cool. Oh my gosh. So, so, so I'm, I'm looking this up online right now, and it's the Norwegian Canning Museum in in Old Stavanger, yes, Norway. Yes, yeah, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> but the town is beautiful. It some of so my most pretty. I love photography, it's one of my hobbies. And some of my most beautiful pictures from this cruise are from the town. So the town is gorgeous. My recommendation is if you do go to Stavanger is just walk, walk around. around the town. 
But you can, unless you really want to kill two and a half hours. Sardine Museum. You can skip the Sardine Museum. (laughs) (laughs) The Sardine Museum is now scratched off the interest list. (laughs) Yeah, I would. And Nathan would not, he would not be able to. (laughs) No, because I remember that my mom and I had left like right, maybe 30 minutes before it ended to go walk around when she was like, because she wanted to take pictures. But I just remember thinking, how could how could he talk about sardines for another 30 minutes? Like, I, I feel like he covered everything. <laughs> and Nathan's actually not coming with us for that cruise. That one's just Brian and I. And to celebrate my 40th birthday two years late. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't. I I'm, I'm. I think that's a good tip because I don't think I would want to hear about sardines for two and a half hours anyway. So thank you guys. But you have such a fine tradition of smoked fish in, in the Jewish culture, Sam. You that's don't want true. to learn more about yeah. not sardines though. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing sponsors over at Touring Plans. We use Touring Plans Travel to book our own Disney vacations and just love, love, love our Touring Plans Travel Specialist. She waits on hold when we don't have time. She monitors cruise deals for us and rebooks to get us lower rates on some of the cruise lines that actually where the prices actually do go down, <laughs> like Disney Cruise Line. Uh, so she does watch those rates for us and rebook. She steers us toward cruises we would like and room categories and gives us suggestions. And so Well, we have our preferences. She's always there and available to help us out. And when we plan a parks vacation, it's just gotten so complicated of late with all the new genie technology and everything. Like I need to rely on someone who really understands what's going on. And she absolutely helps us there as well. So we love the folks over at Touring Plans. What we love most is that the philosophy of Touring Plans aligns with the philosophy of our own podcast. We're not out to sell you a Disney vacation. We're not travel agents ourselves. And so we just like to give our honest opinions and reviews. And I think you'll find the folks over at Touring Plans will also give you their honest opinions and reviews of different sailings and ships uh, and steer you toward the thing that they think is the best for your family. So Remember, you don't pay anything extra to use a travel agent, especially when booking Disney vacations. Disney pays the travel agent at the time you travel. You're leaving money on the table. If you don't use a travel agent, you're certainly leaving expertise on the table if you don't. So we highly recommend the folks over at Touring Plans. Head over there. Check them out. Touringplans.com slash travel. Let them know the DCL Duo sent you to help support the show. And with that, back to our episode. Well, I have to I have to ask one other question, which is uh, tr- traditions aboard Disney Cruise Line. Do you guys have anything that you consistently do together, or any sort of traditions that you do when you when you get on the ship that you've done every time? Um, I would say that our like tradition would be we go to Cabanas before, like the first thing. That's the first thing we always do. So uh, we always first like go to Cabanas and get like the things that we've been craving since the last cruise. So I'll always get like chicken tenders and French fries and like certain things that I can own that are just special on Disney cruises that I haven't had in a year. And we'll do that first. And it's just kind of like a good start to the trip. We're big door magnet people. Yeah, door magnets too. I just, I just ordered our magnets for the, for the dream cruise. I'm very excited about those. Well, Alex and Sophie, I have to ask this question as well. Now that you're over 18, are you... Almost. (laughs) Or almost. Have you experienced or are you looking forward to experiencing maybe a a Palo brunch or dinner with with mom? I am so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also a big foodie. So I love like 
the Disney cruise food. And I have been so excited for Palo for two years since Alaska was canceled in March of 2020. I have, I am, I am so excited for Palo. I am so excited. <laughs> are you doing brunch or are you doing dinner? I think we're doing both. Like we're doing one cruise, we're doing brunch, one cruise, we're doing dinner. We're going to do Palo brunch on Christmas day. And so oh my we're- God, I cannot so think of anything better. Yeah. I literally can't think of anything better. Sorry, Sophie. (laughs) I think she's just hearing that. That's the first time I'm hearing of this one. So she won't be joining us for that. (laughs) So we're going to do dinner. We'll do dinner together that night. And then we're uh, on the second part of the back-to-back. We're going to do Palo dinner uh, one of the nights. Nice. Sophie, you'll be hanging out with your friends anyway. So. You'll just, you just have to go get some chicken fingers from the grill and you'll be happy. <laughs> it's, it's exactly the same. Or convince, convince mom it's time to sail concierge and you can get it delivered to you in the room. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I can live with dine and dash in the main, the main dining room with Sophie, but I, I wouldn't, I don't think I could handle dine and dash in Paulo. So yeah. she's maybe uh, next year. Well, yeah, we're going for my graduation. We'll, we'll probably, be 18 yeah. then. Yeah, so. when we go on the wish, she'll be 18, and then we'll have graduation dinner at Apollo. Yeah. With the steakhouse. Yeah, that'll be... We're, we're looking forward to that because, I mean, as much as we love Paulo, it's just nice to ha- try something a little different, right? So I think that'll be nice. Yeah, the steakhouse is going to kind of be like the Remy substitute, right, for um, the wish? Ooh. I want to ask about Facebook groups. You know, this is something that Brian and I always join before we, before we embark on any Disney cruise. Are you guys into the Facebook groups? Do you get you know, in, involved in your particular sailing group. Sophie, is that how you maybe make some of those social connections ahead of time or do you wait till you're on board? Um, so for me, my mom's always been in the Facebook groups. It sounds like you too as well. She always joins this, the ones for the cruises. And with that, she always tends to see it or connect with people who have teenagers who have made like group chats on Instagram and Snapchat and things. And so I've been in those groups in the past for the past probably two or three cruises, but I don't think I've actually ever, that's never been my friend group that I've clicked with, I've noticed. Um, I don't know what it was. I just always kind of make better connections. It might just be a personality thing, but I like meeting people in person and I make better connections in person. So I think for me, the Facebook groups don't do too much because I never really stayed in connection with the people that I met, like the kids I met through them. So, what about you, Alex? Do you do you ever use the Facebook group to make connections ahead of time? Uh, usually not really. Like I'm not like super big on Facebook, but I will have like my mom be like, "Oh, this person posted this thing, and are you interested in that? And do you do you want me to like say something about it?" And it's like, "Oh, yeah, no, I love I love that," and I'll. I'll put my name in the ring for something like that, or I'll mention that I love that. Like we've connected a lot with people who are like pin traders or like pin collectors like I am. So that's really fun to just like be able to show off my pin collection on Facebook. Oh, nice. Tell us about the pin trading on the ship, because that is one of those areas that Brian and I have not gotten involved in. I know they always have like a pin trading evening on, I think, every cruise. And and I know they've brought it back, I think, now, uh, even post-COVID. What's that experience like and what does it involve? I mean, how, how many pins do you have to bring with you? Uh, yeah, so I think I've done the pin trading almost every cruise, at, at least most, most of them, like 80% of them. We'll usually like buy on 
online like a lot of pins and then we'll go and I'll probably have about like 20 traders and I'll just kind of like look around and see kind of what everybody has and I'm not like a big like pin collector completionist sort of person that has to have like the most expensive or the nicest pin. It's just like, oh, I really like Rapunzel. That's a cool Rapunzel pin. I'm going to trade for that one. What was really fun is on the 11 day, that was when the new Hidden Mickey set had released. So the Hidden Mickey sets are um, sets that are exclusive to cast member pin trading. So they're not released like as to be sold in the stores. You can only like get them through trading with cast members. So they had just released a new set of hidden Mickey pins. And I managed to get the throughout the course of the cruise, the entirety of the Disney princess hidden Mickey set. So that's really, that's really cool. So it's up on my like wall at home. It's my little like section of these Disney princess pins. They're very cute. I, you know what? I have one, I have one last question here, which is, let's just, we'll go around to each person. As you reflect on cruising with Disney versus taking a parks vacation with Disney, what's your favorite way to vacation as a family? Alex, let me start with you. Do you prefer going on a Disney cruise or would you rather go to a Disney park? I'd say it's really it's really hard because both are like very different experiences, but I'd definitely say like cruising because it it feels like a lot more like a vacation. Like you go and you're there for three to seven days. It's just like you have time where you cannot do anything. Whereas if you go to the parks, you kind of have a feeling where it's like, oh, you have to be doing something at all hours of the day. But like on a Disney cruise, you can just like sit and have a leisurely lunch or like go see a movie. And it just feels a lot more relaxed and much more like a vacation. Um, I would agree with Alex and say cruising for the same reasons. It's more of a vacation than the parks are. In my opinion, I feel like on cruises, if you wanted to get away from the Disney factor of it, you could. And in my mind, it's not very, it's still Disney when you want it to be. And it's very obvious you're on a Disney cruise, but it's not Disney parks in your face 24-7. I think it's a good balance of vacation and Disney. So you don't really get a headache or get tired of Disney almost. So I think that's why I like cruising more, just because you get the best of both worlds all right cynthia your turn bring it home is it cruising or is it a disney park for you oh definitely cruising i just i just love all the all the options and i and i think i just get a kick out of watching the girls uh, they just have such a good time even even eight nine ten years later and we can always go to disneyland we can always say hey let's go for the weekend you can't always go on a disney cruise it's still something you plan in the future and you get excited about and you anticipate and it's an adventure. Uh, so definitely for me, the cruising. Well, Sam, I think we have reached that point in our show when I need to throw it over to you for our rapid fire round. So Sam, take it away. I am speed. All right. So these are your personal favorites. I'm going to ask the same question to each one of you. So I will throw the question specifically to one of you first. Who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? Cynthia. (laughs) I like classics. I like Mickey Mouse. Sophie, who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? My favorite character is definitely Stitch. Nice. Alex, what about you? Uh, 100% Rapunzel. Yeah, gotta love Rapunzel. Okay, now we're going to transition to Cruise Line favorite specifically. 
And Alex, I'm going to start with you because this is my favorite topic. What is your favorite Disney Cruise Line stage show? Oh, I, I'm really partial to the like the ones based off of movies. The newest version of Aladdin is great. Awesome. Sophie, what about you? Favorite Disney Cruise Line stage show? Um, I like the comedy acts, like the ventriloquist, if that counts. Yeah, absolutely. Cynthia? Uh, I liked, actually, I I liked Frozen that we just saw uh, on one of the, the, just the recent cruise. I thought that was great. Oh, yeah, with the puppets and stuff at the beginning. I love that, too. All right. Favorite onboard activity. Sophie, let's start with you this time. My favorite activity is probably the kids clubs, but vibe in specific. That's been, that's going to forever be my favorite. Awesome. Alex, what about you? Uh, definitely trivia. hundred percent. Yeah. Which kind do you like the Disney themed trivias or just kind of the, what do they call them? Like the music trivias or, or just general knowledge trivias? The music ones are always really fun for me because I just love like hearing like two seconds of a song and just like thinking like, what is that? <laughs> Those are really hard, though. My goodness. Cynthia, what about you? Favorite onboard activity? The funnel vision, just sitting up, especially when we do the Caribbean cruises, just kind of in what is warm on a summer evening, watching a Pirates of the Caribbean out on fun, uh, funnel vision. Perfect. I'm going to send Nathan to come sit with you watching funnel vision for hours. <laughs> All right. Favorite space on the ship? Uh, Cynthia, let's start with you. Deck four. I just love... The lounge chairs on deck nice. four and just walking around. And yeah, I, I love deck four. Awesome. Sophie, what about you? On each ship, it's different. But the area that I like the most is the couches and like sitting area by the coffee cafe place. It might be really random, but I've spent a lot of like nights there with my friends and I've made a bunch of memories like on those couches. Oh, love that. Alex? I definitely say the atrium. I love when it's like super busy and like characters are out. That's always the best. Yeah, that's really fun. There's lots of uh, energy in the air in that area. All right. Favorite rotational dining restaurant. Uh, so Alex, let's start with you. What's your favorite rotational dining? I have to say I'm always partial to Animator's Palette. Super fun. Cynthia, what about you? Oh, I think Animator's also. Sophie? I would say Animator's too. Wow. Animator sweeps it. Gotta love that. All right. Favorite food item on board. I think I know what Sophie's going to say, but I'm gonna, <laughs> so I'm going to start with you, Sophie. What's your favorite food item on board? My favorite food item is the chicken tenders and french fries with ketchup. <laughs> yep. I knew it. Uh, Cynthia, what about you? Oh, the chicken shawarma and garlic aioli on the magic. I mean, it's actually on the, the last time I had it was on the Wonder. I think it, I think they had the shawarma on the Magic, but it's the chicken shawarma and garlic aioli. Nice, Alex. Uh, I have to say, like the shawarma too. But I love every menu that they ever give me. I'm like, you know what? I'll have everything on the menu. <laughs> I love it. Uh, favorite ship. Let's start with uh, Alex for this one. Oh, I love the magic, especially with Tangled the Musical and the new Tangled restaurant that I have yet to be to. I just love it. I love the magic. Awesome. Cynthia? Yeah, I like the classics. I like magic and wonder. And Sophie? Um, the wonder is definitely my favorite. Cool. And then last but not least, Bucket List Cruise. So what is the cruise you haven't yet been on on Disney 
but you are dying to get on. Uh, let's start with Sophie. Um, I would say I kind of really want to do a transatlantic cruise because you don't get off the boat. And I think that <laughs> it's just the perfect opportunity. It, ideally, I would do it when I was still 17. So I could be like on in the vibe for in the kids clubs and vibe for 14 days. But I would go <laughs> just so I could go and do everything possible on the ship. Yeah, I love sea days, too. I'm with you on that. Alex, what about you? Yeah, definitely like a Panama Canal. Just for, yeah, 14 sea days. Perfect. <laughs> Cynthia, what's your bucket list? The Panama Canal also. It's definitely. Awesome. Well, you guys, that was super fun. We have a lot of the same favorites, I will say. So that's always nice to hear. All, always nice to reaffirm that I'm right about everything. Um, right, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, we certainly let you believe that. That's uh, that's absolutely true. <laughs> so, well, Cynthia, Sophie, Alex, it was just fantastic having you on. It sounds like you've got some amazing cruises coming up, and we would love to have you back to talk about those uh, as they happen. So feel free to reach back out. We'd love to have you back on. For now, thank you so much for coming on and, uh, and sharing your Disney Cruise Line experiences with everyone. Thank you for thank having you. us. Yeah, thank you for having us. all about mother-daughter cruising with Cynthia, Sophie, and Alex. And we are going to have them back here real soon because they went on a back-to-back -back Christmas cruise and we wanted to hear all about it, especially with Alex turning 18. We want to hear about that first Palo experience. That's always fun. So can't wait to have them back. With that, I do have another five-star review that I want to read on the air this week. This one comes from Mr. Flight Instructor who writes, Awesome show. These guys are very informative. I've been a listener since they started and have greatly appreciated all info given. It's nice to get a fresh and accurate taste of Disney cruising. Well, thank you, Mr. Flight Instructor. Safe flying out there and safe cruising to everyone else. We really appreciate the review and we do try to be objective here. And, and we love Disney Cruise Line, but we try to temper our enthusiasm with the reality. And, and sometimes Disney gets it right and sometimes Disney gets it wrong. But thank you for the review. It really keeps us going. And for all of you out there, please remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us those five star reviews over on Apple Podcasts. If you leave us a written review, we will read it on the air. It's really, really helpful uh, for us. And we love connecting with you through the reviews. So head over there, leave us those reviews, help us grow our audience. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. If you're out on social media and you find us, please remember to follow us. It also helps us out a lot. If you'd like even more great content from the DCL Duo, you can head over to youtube.com slash dclduo. I'm still trying to figure out that video thing a little bit, but we are working on it and we've got some videos up already and we're going to have more with our sailings coming up. If you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded cruisers and DCL Duo fans like yourself, you can head over to Facebook and join the DCL Duo vlog and podcast podcast Facebook group. We'd love to have you in there. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash DCL duo and join from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for supporting the show each and every week. You can also support the show by browsing to touringplans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous Disney adventure. Just let them know the DCL duo sent you. The DCL duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening. and We'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. Good night.